0: welcome to the woman magic podcast i am so grateful to have you here today this is mallory musante we just talked about her last name <laughs> if I can say it correctly um so this is mallory she is a confidence coach and she is honestly super fabulous she's been doing a lot of webinars and like doing um like, projects like that, which have been awesome. So if you don't follow her already, I'm doing this now. I'm doing this now. You don't need this later. I'm doing this now. So follow her at Mallory Mallory Jesus Musante um, on Instagram. If you feel like I'm doing some kind of an accent because I just get so excited, don't mind that. It's at Mallory Musante. Um, So today... We have a really cool topic that we're going to be talking about. um Mallory is literally going to rock this boat at field already um so but before we do that, I would like for you, Mallory, to talk to us a little bit about yourself and to tell us your background and um what started you on this journey.
1: Awesome well, first of all, thank you for having me um So I am, uh, where do I even start? Well, I've always been interested in like the power of positive thinking. I literally was a kid and I used to watch Oprah like for fun. (laughs) fun. So that's like where I first learned about all of the, the things about law of attraction and all of that. So I've always been really drawn to that and everything. But um I am actually a serial entrepreneur. So this is like technically my fifth company that I have started. Obviously, mindset is really important for being a business owner other than, you know, just living your life. <laughs> um so I actually started my mindset coaching and confidence coaching journey Um, So about seven years ago, I actually was in an emotionally abusive relationship. I left about seven years ago. And at the time, I didn't even realize what was going on. I just knew I was extremely unhappy and I needed to get out. I tried to leave several times, like most women in abusive relationships, and I kept getting sucked back in. And now I can see the manipulative patterns that came about. But at the time, I just didn't realize I thought, you know, oh, he really loves me. And all of that, you know, fun stuff that most women in those situations think. So finally, I was out. I moved back in with my parents. Um, Luckily, they were really, really supportive. And then I went out on my own. And I started dating (laughs) again. So not very successfully, but there were a few people that actually were really helpful in making me realize like, okay, there was something seriously wrong with that relationship. And I started actually thinking about it more. And I kept kind of seeing signs here and there and realized, oh, that was emotional abuse. Like I can't connect with these other men because... I have a lot of trauma that I need to deal with. So I spent, you know, I'm still even now dealing with some of that healing, some of the layers really deep down. I feel like every single time I'm like, I'm good. Something new comes up, which often happens a lot, but I am in such a better space now. My confidence has grown so much and I've seen how it's actually transformed my life And I just realized, like, I have to start sharing this. If I had been in a position where I saw somebody talking about emotional abuse, would I have realized this sooner and gotten out sooner? Because it was a five-year relationship. So, you know, would I have realized all of this sooner and everything like that? And now that's kind of my goal, not necessarily for only women that, you know, are dealing with some sort of trauma like this, but just women in general, because I know that society has created this weird vacuum for us where we have to feel like we're being ladylike. And if we assert ourselves, we are not being ladylike. And we just kind of have to fit ourselves in this little box. And I'm just not here for that. I have done it. My life sucked while I was doing it. And my life is a hell of a lot better now that I am living on my own terms, living confidently. So I want every woman to be able to feel that way. Fuck
0: yes. (laughs) Um, So just to
1: kind of backtrack
0: um first obviously thank you so much for sharing your story with us we really appreciate it i know there are definitely going to be women listening that are like thank you giving me strength giving me like an idea of what it looks like on the other side um and obviously we'll dive into like what you do now um but i also really think that it's very momentous that dv is such a A space of low self-esteem and like really not knowing who you are just due to um what happens and how someone constantly puts you down in the gaslighting um so I think it's very profound that you you literally pulled yourself up from the space and now you're a confidence coach like that's 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 it like that's (laughs) cool you know like it's so cool that you literally like I don't know like you just kind of like made peace with this area of your life and you were like never again and you just started to to be this authentic version of yourself that you're so comfortable in. I can feel it when you talk about yourself like your life now. Like, <laughs> um so just thank you for that. Um so with your confidence coaching has come um you've you've come up with this new um ideology around, um, being confident. Like it's not just confidence, it's money confidence as well, which I think is so awesome. Um, being a single woman, having your money together, like that's dope. Um, do you mind telling us a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. So I kind of chose confidence and money mindset as my two main focuses, mainly because, I think those are two of the biggest factors in women feeling empowered to live life on their own terms. If you have your financial house in order, you don't have to worry about anything else. You don't have to settle for a relationship. I know many women settle for a relationship because they do not have the finances to be able to necessarily live the life that they want. And I don't want anyone to do that. I also Financial abuse was a part of my relationship, not necessarily him controlling my money, but it was if we would go out and do something, I was the one paying and I was making less money. So my savings was drained because of that. And I didn't have the financial power to be able to easily leave. My parents paid for me to move out. That's how I was able to leave and thank God for them. But a lot of women don't have that option. So money mindset is so key. And when you have money and you can make decisions on how you want to spend your money, what you want to do with it, your confidence automatically grows as well. So I really feel like the two are so intertwined um, in allowing you to live a confident, authentic life just on your own terms. You don't have to worry about anything else. Um, so that's kind of why I focus on that.
0: Oh my goodness. You make such amazing points because it's true. Like a lot of women in those situations like really don't have anything. Like um a lot of women like in just in my experience like that a lot of them had to come to a shelter and then like Mm -hmm. we had to find, you know, um housing for them and i could feel the energy in them where they just kind of felt very i don't want to say ashamed but something very remotely close to that because someone else had to find them something you know cuz mm-hmm. I wish i could do it for myself and my kids um i felt the i felt the gratitude of course but i also kind of felt that like inner like oh, man i wish that i could just do this myself mm-hmm. um So I think that that's really awesome that you've like begun doing that. So how do you like in your presentations that you've been doing, do you mind just kind of giving us a little idea of or a big idea whatever you want to do um, of how your seminars, your presentations, how do they go?
1: So I focus very much on figuring out kind of what are the stories we tell ourselves around whatever block we're talking about. So um we all have these kind of false narratives that we tell ourselves. So maybe it's that we're not good enough, we're not worthy, whatever it is um mine, I just had this revelation like two years ago, where I realized that mine is that I feel like I am unlovable you know, very much connected to that relationship. Um, So we have these false stories because we are all worthy. Like we are literally born worthy, period. You don't have to do anything other than exist. You're worthy no matter what. Um, But we're not born with self-esteem, confidence. That stuff is the things that we nurture to realize our worth and fully feel into it, right? So I like to focus on, okay, what's the story that we have been telling ourselves? So for, say, money mindset, I want to know what your money story is. So how did you grow up? How did you view money? How did your parents view money? How did your grandparents, if they were in your life, view money? um and like kind of go from there so then we can start realizing okay what are the beliefs that you have created around that because i very much believe that like the thoughts we have influence our feelings and belief systems and influence our actions Mm -hmm. so when we can start figuring out that story the beliefs that we're creating around that we can then figure out the patterns that we seem to be developing and replaying over and over again in our life that's actually keeping us stuck and then you can change those thought patterns change those belief systems and then you can change your actions so you're living this more aligned path and you can get to your goals much faster so that's kind of what i focus on depending on whatever the topic is that's basically this the same process i take most people through
0: cool so one i just want to make sure that um everybody is aware of this so she does presentations on this like this is her jam she obviously does coaching as well but like this is her jam like clearly you see how like she speaks she's so like eloquent in the way that she speaks so i hope that you after you follow her which i know you guys will do um that you also check out her seminars i have to sit in one girl dang it i'm going to just do it why not um so the so something i have to ask you since you're talking on you know kind of one's mantra around money right Mm -hmm. what i've found is that a lot of people will kind of play this advice a little bit and by play i mean like you know if someone's mantra is i am not enough because it's playing over and over in their head, a lot of people will play with the advice and they'll be like, oh, so do I say I am enough? You know what I mean? And it's like, no, girl, like that is not what we're saying. Like we need you to to pull something up and out of you that's real to you. So in regards to this issue, in regards to money, how do you approach that? Like if someone were to say to you like something like that, like how would you kind of help them see um, this new side of money and how they really should view it?
1: So a lot of people will think uh, like a very common limiting belief around money is that it is a limited resource. So um, it's not in abundance, essentially. So you can only earn so much in your profession or whatever it is. So I do have clients and people create a new money mantra. So I will have them say, you know, money flows easily to me or money is an unlimited resource, whatever it is. Um, And that's something that should be repeated daily, but that's, that's not how your money mindset is going to completely shift. That's just kind of the beginning of thinking like, oh, when you catch yourself thinking about money being scarce, I need you to stop it. And I need you to repeat that mantra to yourself. So you're actively stopping those thought patterns that are keeping you stuck and replacing them with a new one that is putting you into this abundant, like higher vibration, um but i also think that it comes also with a lot of self love so when you feel really good about yourself you're going to make more confident and aligned decisions so i also want clients to you know if you do a gratitude practice i need you to write one thing in your gratitude practice that you appreciate about yourself if you're working on money I want you to write one thing down that you appreciate about your financial situation right now. So it's showing appreciation for what you already have. Um, another thing that I encourage people to do that are trying to change their money mindset is actually okay, so what are your big goals around money? What do you want? Are you trying to buy a dream house? Are you trying to travel the world? Are you trying to have children in the future? What is it? And what do we need to learn to get there? So do you need to understand budgeting better? Go out and try to learn how to budget a little bit better. Do you need to learn about buying a home? Because there's a whole lot that goes into that. I just went through it. (laughs) Um, So you need to... You know, finding that knowledge and learning for ourselves is actually a huge confidence booster because even if we don't become an expert, because I'm, I don't claim to be a home buying expert whatsoever, but having the base knowledge to go in and talk to mortgage brokers, to talk to a real estate agent. Understand the market that I'm buying in allowed me to feel much more empowered and confident in having those conversations, so when I'm talking to my real estate agent or whoever it is, I wasn't like, Oh, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm like a little embarrassed that I don't and I don't really want to speak up, which also, if you do feel like that, <laughs> speak up anyway because don't mess around with money like that <laughs> um. But it allows you to just feel more empowered and more confident and understanding better. And if you do leave a conversation, that's maybe not, you're kind of like, I don't really know what that means. Um, Because I actually didn't really understand some of the stuff that was happening. And I luckily have a friend that's super open with money. um, And she's been through the home buying process several times. So I just asked her a bunch of questions. And I also, you know, Google's your best friend. so. I just was Googling everything under the sun and I did, you know, ask my, my lender and my um, real estate agent. So understanding and learning about what it is that you want to learn about. Um, This is true for money mindset, anything, but, you know, closing that knowledge gap gives us power to make more align decisions to get us to where we want to go. So I think those are kind of the biggest ones that I help um, clients kind of work through to figure out. So yeah, having a money uh, mantra to stop those limiting beliefs and those thought patterns is really, really great. It brings you into that higher abundance vibration, but there's also a lot of other work that has to go into it.
0: Um, I love that you said that, like, um, based on like your your thoughts, like obviously, like to everybody who's familiar with the law of attraction um like attracts like you know you your thought process is literally the most important part about your life um because if you are constantly thinking negatively obviously, the things that you want are not going to come in. If you're constantly saying, I don't want that, you better bet your bottom dollar it's coming. Like, that's just how the law of attraction works, just for everybody who are, you know, who are not familiar with this. Um, The imagery that you gave me was so interesting, because it's kind of like someone being, like someone climbing a mountain, right? And at the top of the mountain, there's like, all the money that they want or all the things that they want. And someone's like in the middle and they're like looking down and and looking up and being like, ah, but I've, I've climbed such a long way, or I have so much more to go that like that negativity will sink in and the person might not get to the top of the mountain. You know, it's not like the way that these like, financial gurus that like just kind of talk about money freely in this weird way that I kind of don't like um like they're like you gotta get it no 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 I mean like yes you can get it but like at the same time like you don't have to it doesn't have to be like you're at like a push-up competition and someone's like constantly telling you that you can do it and like and if you can't do it then you're you know I've been to many of those and I'm like I hate it here like <laughs> like you know like they, like I felt like I was doing push-ups and like someone was just like you're not gonna get it because you don't want it like I, I like I can't with those but like it just gave me just like the imagery of like someone having that um I don't know that life experience of like if you keep your mindset towards like the money that you are trying to attract or the money that you simply have and just need a better way of, of using it um life would be much better and, and much easier and all the stress that you feel will saw away um you don't need to be drilled about money she could tell you that um, <laughs> <laughs> um and so I actually have a really good question for you. you you actually said it and I'm so glad that you said it you said a friend that is open about talking about money so how the heck do you talk to people about their finances and literally give no single fuck about it? How do you do it? <laughs>
1: um, well, because I've become very comfortable talking about money, my own money, myself. Um, so I think that allows other people to feel more comfortable talking about it. Um, I grew up, we don't talk about money. Um to a certain extent we do, but like you, God, no, you don't ask somebody how much they make. Like, you know, you, you just didn't talk about it. Um, And I took that on. And then I lived in New York city for about a year and (laughs) I couldn't believe how much people talked about money. The first question when you meet a stranger in New York city is how much do you pay in rent? Mm -hmm. Like everyone asked that question. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, okay. Like this is a thing. So You know, that kind of started opening my mind up to some of that stuff. And then even now, like, it's especially for women taboo to talk about money. Um, At least in my experience, women are much less comfortable talking about it. So I think by me becoming more comfortable talking about it, um, now I talk to my parents about money, like, freaking every day. (laughs) Um, and it's funny cause they're like cool with it. So I'm like, why didn't we do this when we were younger? Like what? Um, but, uh, cause they're actually great with their money. So I'm like, I should have listened to them more when they like told me. <laughs> things. <laughs> but, um, so now just becoming comfortable and just Finding people that you can actually trust so that you know there's not gonna be judgment around it because there is so much judgment and shame around money. I cannot tell you, and I used to be one of those people where I thought money made you a crappy person. Um, so just finding people that you are comfortable with, if you know, if you guys like need someone to talk to you about money with no shame or judgment attached, like slide into my DMs because I will do it. I will talk money all day long with everyone. Um, But yeah, that's been really key for me to have people that I am comfortable talking to, um, opening up so I can be like, oh, I liked how they asked me that question myself. So now I can go and give off that same energy and ask the question the same way. So it's a non-threatening um, way to ask something about it. And also just giving people space um, to talk about money. So if I ask someone, you know, why do you feel that way about money? And I mean you can kind of tell if someone isn't being a hundred percent honest with themselves and just saying, okay, like just think on that a little bit more like on your own time. So it gives people space and understanding because a lot of the things with mindset and money are just so personal and we all have our own stories around things and everything. And I often like to think about it as like just planting a little seed and then you see it grow and you come up with these like realizations on your own time. So I might not even be like a part of it. It's just I said one little thing to you. And later you're like, oh, we actually, that bothers me because X, Y, and Z, and you can kind of start changing the story from there.
0: Mm. Dude, dude, <laughs> I love this. I'm loving this. Um, So I, I love what you said about the whole like salary and like talking about money thing, because honestly, like. Um, I've definitely had like a similar experience, just kind of like, you know, um, money was more or less like something so hard to get, you know, like oh, it's so hard to make money. And like, you know, I have no money, That's what I have no money on me, I have no money. I have no money. And, and like, when you grow up around people saying that money is like what you said, like very limited like you grow up and like a lot of people will like hustle super hard because they're afraid that it's never going to happen again. It's like a, like a fear that gets instilled or, you know, people just being like, well, I guess I can't make any money then and just kind of settles into that. Um, Or any other kind of, you know, different scenario off of that. Um, It's too funny though, because you have, you have that, but then you have certain people that kind of like, I don't know, like fuck you over in regards to that because like um this is funny you're gonna laugh um I was getting more comfortable talking about money like in my life and then I started a new job and uh in this job that I started it was like two years ago and the first thing that the woman says to me the 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 boss the boss boss (laughs) was I make $107,000 a year, so if you work as hard as I do, then you're going to make what I make. And I was like, what the hell type of, like, leadership? Like, first of all, there are many different ways that that could have been said. Like, it could have been, like, if you ever want to look for advancement, there are definitely benefits that come along with it such as making a higher salary and if you ever need any kind of advice i'm here for you such a difference like Mm -hmm. and it was crazy because it's like yo this is a this is like a feminist type of place and you're like i make 107 thousand dollars a year first of all why seven why did we just leave it at seven i don't know but and the fact that she was just so like (laughs) yeah about it like that makes people feel like complete garbage about money and like oh well I guess I will have to work as hard as you will to make a hundred (laughs) and seven thousand what is this so I had to share that with you because I was honestly like
1: (laughs) yeah that's it's actually funny because I was just I actually just recorded an IGTV about this, where um, there's also just like this idea that money either will or will not make you happy. So I live for a long time in the money doesn't buy you happiness um, mindset, which, again, it's all personal to everyone's situation. And you have to make sure that your beliefs are aligning with your end goals. But I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, money directly is not gonna buy you happiness. So that boss alluded to that. Like, oh, if you make all this money, like, yeah, you'll be fine, whatever. Also, if you have a crap mindset, just because you're making $107,000 doesn't mean you've got $107,000. So, anyway, (laughs) Um, but money buys you freedom. And what you do with that money and how you live your life and how you want to live your life will buy will buy you happiness. It affords you happiness essentially. So, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's also a big thing that a lot of people are kind of like, oh, if I get all this money, I'm going to be super super happy. Well, not necessarily, but if you get all this money and you're doing something you love, then you can buy and afford and do the things and live life on your own terms. Then yeah, you're going to be exponentially happier and you're not going to have financial strain, which is probably one of the number one stressors for most humans, especially right now. So
0: Yes. Yes. Preach. Yes. Um, So I wanted to tell you, um, I had this interaction, um, Literally, ten days ago, haha ha, that's funny because I gave my car in ten days ago, and uh sorry, dude from Honda, but I guess I'm exposing you so um Honda um is letting their employees get this uh salary since they can't have commission because Jesus, you want people to live off commission during a, a pandemic yeah sure. um so he was like, yeah, like I'm making a salary, I'm off. Every week, like like I'm on, I'm off, I'm on, and I'm like, what? Like literally, what a gift! Like that's so cool! Like I didn't think a car dealership would do that. He goes, yeah, but it's not as much money as I would have been making. And I'm like, dude, let's talk about something right now. Let's just say you were making all this money, and you were making. Let's just say he was pulling in hundred k. For you to say to me during a pandemic. That you can't afford life right now says a lot to me because we don't live in a rich place here. We live in like a pretty mediocre middle class place. So, I mean, I'm not trying out like obviously it sounds like I'm judging, but like at the same time, it's more or less like it's that mentality adds to the lack of money. Like, that's the whole point of me bringing this up. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people right now who are getting money and salaries and whatever, like, they're still like, yeah, but that's not enough. And it's like, would you like would you like to pull up how much you've spent on Amazon just in this week? Would you like to pull that up for me so we can talk about it, you know? Um, not to put shame on, on Amazon because we all we all buy from Amazon, but like I'm telling you right now, you don't need you don't need a slinky if you don't if you don't really need a slinky. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've seen people buy the most ridiculous things and I'm like right now, like no <laughs> Like I don't know. I had to like go out on that because I like it's like we're complaining about how we don't have money, mm-hmm. we're buying stupid shit, and you're adding to this whole mindset. So, how, so what do you have to say about that? What What is your thoughts on all of what I just said?
1: <laughs> so, my biggest thought is that he's not appreciating what he already has, and that is probably the best way to call in more abundance into your life is appreciating what you already have because he could be making zero dollars so if he's thinking about it in that way of like I could be making zero but okay maybe I'm making this much maybe it's not covering everything or maybe it only covers this and I can't buy a slinky but (laughs) I don't know but I'm grateful that I have something that I can provide for myself my family if he has one whatever it is showing appreciation to what you already have so like one thing I really like to do and I always like to help other people is when you're paying your bills show gratitude for paying your bills show gratitude that like you can pay that like people <laughs> when I first bought my house had to make my first mortgage payment my friend was like you would pay your first mortgage mortgage payment on the first before 9 a.m and I was like I'm just so like happy that I can do this like I bought this house on my own like and I swear to you like having that type of a mindset of like I can afford these things and I can do this I'm taking care of myself my family whatever it is it really truly calls in more abundance It might not necessarily be a financial abundance, but it could just be joy and happiness. And like, I'm sorry, but that's just as important, if not more. Um, so that's definitely my number one takeaway there. And when you kind of have that scarcity mindset, you are going to make not as healthy financial decisions, um, because you're having, you know, those negative thoughts um, around money, and then you're just going to go buy a bajillion slinkies, which now I kind of want to slinky you, that like you said that, like, I want to, like, have it go down my stairs. <laughs> um,
0: I hope that happens, and if you do, that,
1: I, like, legit might have to go buy one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I have to say to you, like, the the poor financial decisions thing, alright so I'm gonna open it up so um I had a period in my life where I credit card swipe credit card swipe like um money literally was like buying me mental stability Mm -hmm. and it's like that is dangerous dangerous because the first thing is that it's money that you do not have and it's money that you have to pay back which sucks I'm in the process of it it sucks Um, and the fact that we kind of try to combine our mental health with non-existent money causes so much damage. Um, and I'm talking about a big bill, y'all. I'm not talking about like a thousand and that's it. Cause you could literally clean up a thousand dollars in a very short period of time. Um, and I share this because, you know, it's not me shaming you. It's not me, whoever it is that has this same thing that they're going through right now. It's not me shaming you. it's us literally talking about the fact that there are different ways to go about this um It's getting your mental health in order, taking care of yourself self care and not utilizing money that you don't have. It's the fact that you have the ability to make money. Money does come easily to you when you really and truly believe that um and you don't have to like you're literally doing um instant gratification for years of this big bill on your back um and we don't want that for you she doesn't want that for you that's why she does these presentations that she does Mm -hmm. um and to kind of like top it all off like I've just been noticing more and more like talking about like buying unnecessary crap. Like, yeah, you know what? Like, l- let me take back this sling- slinky thing. You want to buy a slinky, buy a slinky. You know what I mean? Like you want to buy like a projector for your house. Cause a lot of people have been buying the movie projectors or the space projectors or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do it, do it, but make sure that you can pay things that you need to pay because as Mallory was saying, you know, it is big when you can pay something off, you know, it's big, like, um, I'll bring up my car just to kind of like help people really feel like empowered. Like my car, I owed $4,700, like speaking on money and being really open. Like I owed $4,700 on mileage and God knows what else they wanted to tag onto the bill. Series. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I want to tire. For, forget it. Um, I saved $3,000 in a very short period of time because I spent money on the essentials. And when I paid $3,000 into the $4,700, I wanted to cry, like literally bawl my eyes out because I've never done that before. Um, But in the same breath, I pay my bills every month. So I should have the same amount of gratitude doing that as well. the point of me saying this and the point of me speaking, and though I love her speaking, so I want to give it back to her really soon, is the fact that when you, when you recognize the power that you have of paying for your ability to see when it's dark out, your electricity bill, the fact that you can pay your mortgage and you can do things like that, it's such a beautiful feeling. So save that money. Be responsible for yourself and pay those things off. And girl, boy, whoever it is that's listening, like you're going to feel so empowered. So Mallory, obviously I want to give it back to you, but um, just understand that don't like just true. please don't mix mental health money that isn't yours in the mix.
1: so one thing i'll say is if you want that instant gratification you can do it in a healthy way so i like to call it financial self-care so what does that mean that means okay sit down once a month at least once a month and go through your finances so know what's happening i know so many of us Avoid looking at our bank accounts because we're terrified. But how do you make informed decisions if you don't know what's happening? If you don't know where your money is going or coming in or any of that? So, once a month, if you have a partner and you have mixed finances, do it together a little date night. You can make it fun, whatever. Um, But definitely do that. Like, I am a psycho. Like, I'm not kidding. Everyone's always like, Mallory, you need to relax. But I like check my bank accounts multiple times a day. (laughs) I mean, I also have like investment accounts and stuff. So I like to see how those are doing. Um, But knowing what's going on also is going to empower you. Maybe your account isn't where you want it to be. So what? You know where it is. You know where you want it to go. So let's make a plan on how to get there. Which leads me to you want to buy something for 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever it is, whatever you're looking at buying, and it is an emotional spend, not necessarily an essential or whatever. And I'm not going to say that you shouldn't buy things emotionally. We all do it. If it's going to bring you joy, go for it. If you're doing it excessively, that is when. It's definitely going to become a problem. And there are clearly um, limiting beliefs and and stuff that need to be cleared out. But so buy the latte, whatever, do what you want. But (laughs) if you're trying to get to a future of you want a certain amount in your bank account or you want to start investing, literally take that. 50, 100, whatever amount you're comfortable with. And you can open investment accounts on your own. So I have investment accounts I've opened on my own. They're just index funds. And I just put money in there. And it just does its own thing. Like I don't have to do anything to it. So you can just take that money and put it towards your future and that's exactly what I look at it as. Like, okay, this is for future Mallory. She's going to be grateful one day that I am doing this for her. I like I kid you not, Valentine's Day this year, I open a new investment account. That was that the money the plan is the money is going to be used to buy I want to buy a cabin in the woods. So I'm like, all right, let me start putting money into that account, have it grow over time, which jokes on me cuz then the market tanked but you know whatever it's going to come back so <laughs> don't come back. yeah exactly so and when you have the perspective and you're understanding you learn about how the markets work and everything you don't have to freak out and have that moment of panic of oh my gosh all my money is lost because it's not actually lost unless you're trying to retire tomorrow um <laughs> then you know panic a little bit But (laughs) none of us are probably at that point yet. Um, And if you are, then I would love to be you because that would be the dream. Um, But yeah, so I did that as like a little like self-care financial thing. So just finding little like rituals like that can be really, really great and just as gratifying as buying something that maybe you don't necessarily need um either
0: truth sister truth my sister (laughs) I so I really appreciate this because you know what there are many different values of this you know of us talking today our conversation um it's kind of like um it's kind of like our whole lives we've been told um what I don't know, let me pick a random place. What California is like, right? Our whole life we're told like California is great, Yosemite is great, LA is great, like someone telling you their experience of California, right? You spend your entire life believing that California is this particular way. You're never ever gonna know what California is like until you go there, until you educate yourself on California. Obviously, I'm talking about money, but I want to kind of, you know, reel into you guys and kind of let you know. I'm trying to move this in. All right. um, I'm trying to let you know that, like, you've been told the story of money your whole lives, and you know, it's it sucks to make the journey to kind of crawl out of the hole that you feel that you're in, in regards to either what you know about money, how you've been with money, whatever the case is. Um, it's gonna suck because it's like you're changing part of yourself, but it technically is not gonna suck because you're gonna educate yourself. You're educating yourself right now, you're learning more about what money can do for you, and you're learning more about the fact that your limiting beliefs are just limiting you, you know. Um, please educate yourself, please follow Mallory. It's at Mallory Musante on Instagram, she has amazing content. Um, And just empower yourself, do something for you today, specifically about money. So Mallory, thank you. And if you have anything else that you want to just like put out there, girl,
1: go ahead. This space is yours. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be tough at first, but it's so freaking worth it, you guys, to make those shifts, whether it's around money or anything with your mindset, building that confidence, taking control of your life is so empowering. Like you can freaking do anything once you conquer that stuff. So I'll leave you with that. Yes.
0: Thank you so much for joining the podcast today, Mallory and your wisdom and your input and your energy was so needed today. And I appreciate you.
1: Thank you for having me. You're
0: welcome. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) So um, tune in next week. Obviously, we'll have somebody else on. Mallory, I'm obviously going to have you again. So if you love, she's going to be back. And I hope you guys have a fabulous day. Bye. Bye.